Welcome back to Humans of Purpose, the weekly podcast featuring conversations with local purpose-driven leaders, leaders creating social impact through their work and fostering in a new era of social progress. We want you to listen, connect, and grow with us. Learn more at humansofpurpose.com. But yeah, when you start focusing on yourself and doing the internal work, man, things just start spiraling and coming to you and you end up just in this dance. So the medicines come to you, the, the opportunities come to you and the invitation's there to always go deeper. Welcome back to Humans of Purpose. We are proudly sponsored by Neon Treehouse, the greatest digital agency on the planet Earth. To learn more, just head to neontreehouse.com or hit the link in our show notes. Today, I'm excited to bring you my conversation with Toby Yo. I met Toby earlier in the year when I joined the Biohacking Australia Facebook group, which boasts nearly 8,000 members, of which Toby is the chief moderator. Toby is a fascinating guy who is a life and fitness coach, blogger, and influencer. He's also a biohacker. For the uninitiated, according to Healthline, the biohacker lifestyle involves making small, incremental diet or lifestyle changes to make small improvements in your health and well-being. The Facebook group says that a biohacker sees his or her body as a complex system that can be probed, analysed, understood and put under the test. Such controlled experimentation, i.e. biohacking, can be used to pursue self-development and deeper self-understanding. Toby is perhaps the most committed self-experimenter I've ever met and I've been blown away by his vulnerability, spirituality and commitment to self-improvement and to the improvement of those lucky enough to be in his community. In this chat, we cover some mind-blowing things that Toby is doing in the name of biohacking and self-experimentation, and learn about some of the things which have made him the high-performance machine he has become today. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Toby as much as I did. Toby, what an honor. Welcome to the podcast, my friend. Thanks, Mike. Good to be here. And you're, uh, you're with me from Adelaide? Yeah, that's right. Fantastic. And you're at your parents' house, which does have internet, and your house doesn't. Am I right in assuming that? <laughs> yeah, man. I, I drove the whole uh, two minutes to get to my parents' house. So, yeah. Is there any um, reason you don't have internet at home? Uh, well, I don't have internet, TV, or Wi-Fi, or really any of that stuff at home. Um, one, because it's a huge mental distraction. So if I don't have internet or a TV, then I'm not going to be consuming junk and bullshit and i'm not tempted to be on my phone because i've only got like three gigabytes a month as well so it's if i have to use it intentionally if i want to use it and number two because wi-fi and internet has a lot of um emfs dirty emfs which kind of interfere with the way your body communicates and functions yeah that's a, that's a really fascinating area that I'm sure we can dovetail back to. But I think before we get into that, I mean, biohacking is fascinating to me. It's something I've tried to bring more and more into my life um, over the years. But how did you get into the space and what, what, what's been your kind of journey into biohacking and to what you do today? Yeah, I started, I would say my health journey started about seven to eight years ago. Before that, I wasn't really conscious about health at all. I was... Just doing, I was doing bodybuilding, um, smashing down two liters of milk a day, eating eggs, bacon, anything I could get my hands on to get big. And I found myself in a real bad mental spot and really, really fucking ugly, to be honest. I had pimples and acne, like terrible. And I couldn't really do life anymore, man. You know, like you have no confidence to talk to anyone. You, you look at the mirror, you look real shit, skinny, bad. 
and yeah, my life was like hitting rock bottom. I guess like that's with, with everyone, like polarities, you know, you gotta, you gotta go down if you want to go up and usually that's a springboard to get you up. So I was got, heading down like that path, just not being conscious of any of my consumptions and how I was treating myself and then went, went down so deep that I was like, you know what? I'm going to get off all these medications the doctors are putting me on. They're putting me on like Roaccutane, antibiotics, and all these things that were messing with my hormones. And I was just randomly being angry. Um, I'd be crying one minute, then I'd be really sad. And it was just a roller coaster. So, yeah, I went, went down the depths and then I just got off it on my own decision and started doing my own research and training properly, eating right, just with the real basics. And I could see that like, huge improvements already in my sports. So I always wanted to be a professional athlete. So I was, I had like these goals and I was just started chasing them. And over time, I just kept adding more and more things like optimizing sleep, adding in supplements, doing intermittent fasting and just stacking, stacking, stacking until eventually like my life now, seven years later, I've got I mean, every single bike biohacking tool in the world, pretty much I would say. <laughs> <laughs> And you you now immerse yourself in that world because you you're kind of an N equals one person. So you're constantly on the cutting edge of how can you optimize everything in your life. You also spend a lot of time um, training people, um, coaching people, writing for various publications. You've got your own podcast. So this has kind of become your world, right? Yeah, man, I, I absolutely love it, and it is yeah completely my world now. And so for people who don't know what biohacking is and, you know, in spite of your story, how would you describe it to the layperson? So biohacking uh, to me, it's doing things to optimize your biology, your life, really. So hacking your external environment, hacking your internal environment too, and really just optimizing every single part of your life, whether that's sleeping, um, your wakeful cycle, your circadian rhythms, all this stuff, hacking it to make it more efficient and getting your maximum output on everything. So no energy is wasted anywhere, really. It's it's a pretty incredible pursuit because I imagine that you could spend a huge amount of time thinking about um, how to optimize everything you're doing. So what percentage of your day is actually spent thinking about what you could optimize next? Oh, dude, so this is, this is the <laughs> double-edged sword of biohacking. <laughs> and this is, the, this is what I've been battling with um, – for the last two years because i'm i've gotten pretty high in feeling good all the time and all that stuff but the mind's always thinking oh yeah what's next how can i optimize this but then this is the problem when your mind is thinking about all the things you could be doing all the next things you could be stacking on it's taking you out of the present moment and you end up wasting all your energy focusing on what's the next thing and as a result it causes anxiety and you get all flustered you feel or yeah all messed up in the head so that's been the battle. Um, the way that I balance it is I plan my day out. Um, first thing in the morning, I write down what I'm going to do. And then I do those things one by one. So everything that I've decided that I'm going to do, I spend 10 minutes planning it out. So it flows really, really well. So you're doing the same exercise first, nice and B3, having a sauna. And then after the sauna, doing a coffee enema or something like that. So it all flows synergistically. And then I will just let myself flow and do the program that I laid out for myself and be present with each one. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And I mean, I'd just like to hear what does the start of your day look like? Cause you kind of covered a bit of it then. And also how do you wind down and what does the end of your day look like by way of routine? Yeah, I'll try to keep it pretty brief. 
<laughs> and it, it does. <laughs> so I'm a pretty extra person. Um, I've always been someone to go over the top with everything. I'm living in abundance and just going crazy with things. But I, this is what I'm doing at the moment. You know, it's always open to changes. But recently, we've been on lockdown. So I've got all the time in the world here to do whatever I want. And I've got no pressing like meetings or anywhere to go. So I, I wake up whatever time I want to wake up. And I will, the first thing I do is tongue scraping. So you like to using a copper tongue scraper to scrape your tongue and get off all those toxins and bacteria that you build up overnight, all the dead skin cells. So you're not swelling back into your digestive system and spitting that into the sink. Then I'll do coconut oil pulling or sesame oil pulling. That's just to get more of the toxins out of my mouth. And this is really important. I've been doing this for years and I don't really get sick very often. And then after that, I will have um, a warm lemon water through a straw so my teeth don't get damaged. And then while I'm doing the lemon water, I'll sit down and do my journaling and planning for the day. So I'll write down, I'm doing this thing called the five minute journal at the moment. My friend gave it to me. It's got it from Amazon. You write down your three goals for the day, uh, three things you're grateful for, and then two, two I am affirmations. And I'll sit down and do that hopefully outside so I can get the natural sunlight on my skin. And recently what I have been trying out for the last week is um, celery juice. So having celery juice on an empty stomach, this is um, this was recommended by this guy called The Medical Medium. And he basically wrote this entire book. Dude, imagine this, an entire book on celery juice, like 200 pages. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'd read a summary, probably like half a page would do me, but um, I don't know if I'd be into a whole book on it. That's fascinating. Mm. Basically, and so, he and so what, what does he what does he say that it's it's good to have celery juice? Is that the sort of summary? <laughs> yeah, so you can basically summarize it and say celery juice basically cures everything that you can think of because wow. of its um, sodium clusters. Wow! Did you know that um, I heard this, and I'm not sure if it's true, but if you were like stranded in the outback somewhere and all you had was celery, you'd probably die eating it because it takes more calories to consume it and digest it than it actually contains. Yeah, I have heard that one. Yeah. Pretty good. I want. Was that in the book? Well, he talks about juicing it, not eating it. Okay, Dan. Well, I think I feel like that would be a good thing to put in a book about celery. But that, that's just I'm not an author. That's one man's opinion. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so pretty crazy start. So you've got the you've got the mouth routine. You've got the sauna. You've got the a bit of the outdoors. What's the logic behind the warm lemon juice? So the warm lemon juice, it really, it's I think it's Ayurvedic. So it gets your body going and um, it actually alkalizes your body. Uh, even though lemons and limes are acidic, but by drinking it, it's alkalizing to your body. And then this just puts your body in a state of, of healing and detoxification. And so are you also intermittent fasting? Is that part of your stack? Yep. I, I wouldn't count celery just breaking the fast or lemon water because mm -hmm. it's real negligent. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I usually fast until about midday at the moment. And what time does your last meal happen? Um, usually I'll have about a seven-hour eating window, so I should be finished by 7 p.m. But, man, I've been enjoying my desserts too much at night. Going <laughs> a bit crazy on them. It's lockdown. <laughs> it's lockdown pressures getting to all of us. Um, so, so how many meals do you have? Do you have two meals a day then? Like lunch yeah, two dinner? meals a day. Yeah. That's awesome. And what time do you have lunch? Yeah, lunch, midday, and then dinner. I'll start around six. Perfect. And do you have an early dinner because you think it's better to have a bigger gap between sleep and last food intake? Yeah, that's what the science says. 
But um, personally, I love to eat a big meal like late at night. But then um, everyone in the biohacking group, the community, and all the all the information online says at least keep at least three four hours between your last meal and sleeping. Yeah, yeah, I follow that as well, and I think I, I follow pretty much the exact same um, eating protocol as you two. There, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I think my morning routine could do with a lot of work, <laughs> like according to what you've told me. Um, and what does the sort of their wind down at end of night routine look like? Uh, so the the nighttime routine. Um, I'm a big fan of Survivor. So recently, I've been watching Survivor at nighttime, which it's a big no no because it's on the TV. <laughs> but it's a, it's a family thing. So, um, uh, yeah, lockdown. So I come see my parents every now and then and we play, we play cards, um, eat some desserts. Uh, they got a nice massage chair. So I sit in the massage chair and we watch Survivor. That sounds and, awesome. you know, yeah. Then I'll go home and, um, I make myself like a tea usually with like some raw honey, blue Lotus and have some magnesium before bed. And, um, I, then I like to read a fiction book at the moment. I'm reading, um, fantasy, just a night, just a nice book, just to wind down until I get tired. And then sometimes I have sex, sometimes I don't. Depends if I'm trying to hold the seed, you know. Uh, I've been trying to hold the seed <laughs> eight days. <laughs> wow, uh, interesting. So what is holding the seed? You mean not just abstaining intentionally? Oh, no, basically just just not um, ejaculating for eight days. And, and what's the, you, there's benefits associated with that. Yeah. This is um, one of the big, I think, Taoist principles. Um, eight days is like the minimum. And because I'm young, you can do eight days. Older people have to do like 40. But Jesus. your testosterone levels will keep um, increasing and peaking. And also, you instead of expending and losing all this life force and energy, you can recycle and circulate this life force and use that to create. Because it's, it's the ultimate creating force in your life. And if you're just blowing your load all the time, you're losing a lot of it. Totally. But if you can circulate it, <laughs> if you circulate it, you can use it to actually like manifest your dreams, have more energy and like, yeah, build the life of your dreams really. How far do you go with some of the biohacking stuff? And this might be beyond biohacking generally, but um, we talked a bit earlier about sort of experimental plant-based um, and uh, I'm not going to say drug taking because I don't believe a lot of them are drugs, but uh, using using natural plant substances to um, to give you some self-insight or for, for experiential reasons. How far do you delve into that kind of thing? Yeah, man. Um, I've been... I've been journeying with plant medicines for about three, four years now. And it's funny, I literally just recorded a solo podcast this morning talking about my recent journey on Saturday where, um, yeah, I've been using mushrooms um, to journey within myself. I don't use it to party like I used to, but I do. I use it to do the work. So I'll have, I'll have the mushrooms or whatever plant medicine I'm using at the time and use it to go within myself to see um, those shadows that I've push the side, listen to what's coming up. Um, yeah, really just try to surrender to the experience and let myself be the student and let my soul be the teacher and the guide and the plants. That's fantastic. So mushrooms, have you experimented with anything else? So is that, that would be include psilocybin. Um, what about um, other things? I'm thinking like um, ketamine, potentially um, ayahuasca. Mm, so I've journeyed with ayahuasca four times. Um, I really think it's beautiful medicine, um, d- different from mushrooms, a bit more gentle, but also really, really loopy and strong. Ketamine I haven't used for that purpose. I've tried it a few times 
when I was in Denmark and um, I actually just got some. So I'm going to be experimenting with it a bit now as well. And uh, LSD, I've never actually used that for spiritual reasons. I've just used it for like for fun. And I guess dead DMT as well. Um, DMT, it's more like a boom, wake up, five five minute journey, roller coaster ride, and you you meet your creator. You yeah, you journey very 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 deep with it, but you forget it almost instantly once it ends. So, were you quite a spiritual guy before you dabbled in plant medicine? Uh, I grew up um, as a Christian, so in the church, I wouldn't say that was very spiritual. That's more just like following. Like a sheep, I would say. <laughs> not not saying that that religion's bad or anything, but it was very very um, fear based, and I was following it out of not wanting to go to hell and just being scared of missing out. So I was that until seventeen, then um, went off the rails a bit to um, party and explore life, and like found literally nothing there. And then I started doing the work myself, and naturally that just intertwined with this whole. But yeah, when you start focusing on yourself and doing the internal work man, things just start spiraling and coming to you and you end up just in this dance. So the medicines come to you, the, the opportunities come to you and the invitation's there to always go deeper. That's a beautiful answer. Very, it, it, explain, it tells me a lot about who you are actually. Um, and so you've got this fantastic community as well. So the Biohacking Australia Facebook group, which is sort of the first, my, I think I think my, my um was it my yeah so this lady who i see very occasionally for a massage um obviously pre-lockdown she's quite spiritual she's a chinese medicine practitioner and she said um you know you should check out the biohacking australia facebook group so i joined it and um i didn't really like facebook very much but this group is fantastic and i, and I know the way i got to know you is because you're one of the key moderators who's always saying interesting things and putting out content and asking questions tell me a bit about that group how that got started and kind of how it's impacted you so my mate Kunal started the group. Um, he's the owner of probably the biggest um, biggest biohacking shop in Australia online, Optimoz. And we just got talking and he was like, yeah, Toby, because I was posting in a lot. Um, I love to learn and I loved like starting like conversations and biohacking is all about like the cutting edge, you know, pushing the limits, seeing what you can do, whether it's experimental with plant medicines to or nootropics, coffee, all this stuff. It's about pushing it. And so I was always posting about um, like coffee enemas, putting coffee up your butt and sauna detoxification, heavy metals. And I guess, um, yeah, he noticed that I was like real keen on it. And he said, hey, Toby, come on board the team, become a moderator and um, just keep like the conversations flowing in the group. So, yeah, I've been I love the community. There's literally an answer for everything. Um, it's been awesome being able to meet people as well, local Australians that are actually entering the market and putting in their own products like biohacking supplements instead of having to buy from America all the time, mm. having like, yeah, entrepreneurs and people coming up with their own stuff in Australia. I love, yeah, just, I just love the space, man. It's awesome. It's fantastic. I mean, there's so many people starting and contributing to interesting conversations. And I think you highlighted something interesting about the biohacker community and what biohackers are like generally. And that's like an intense curiosity and desire to learn. Mm. And uh, I wonder how often do you kind of read things in that group and think, oh, wow, I could, I should try that or I'm going to try that. Is that like a regular thing for you? <laughs> Dude, literally for the last <laughs> four years, anything I've ever heard or any, yeah, anything I've ever read, I've always, I've gone home, researched it and then tried it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a natural born lover of self-experimentation. What are the three most recent uh, interesting things that you're experimenting with that you're not sure about? Oh, 
I know you had some interesting, like a neck cradle thing that you you bought. How was that? Oh yeah, the neck nest. So that's like a three hundred dollar pillow developed by this random guy in America, who claims like he was everything. And um, I, I bought it, and I I think it's I think it's bullshit. Like it's not worth that much money. It's a fucking just a pillow with a towel on top of it, pretty much. <laughs> it should be worth ten bucks. So the guy's a bit of a charlatan. Yeah. Did I sleep better? No. Is my neck better? No. Did I waste money? Yeah, but it's for the experience, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. It happens. And I feel like, you know, with that kind of stuff, like if only one in every three or four things work, sometimes the gain is just so worth it, you know? Yeah. But here's because I listen to a lot of other podcasters, right, and biohackers like Dave Asprey, um, Ben Greenfield, all these people, and they were all backing this guy. And so I was like, oh, I'll try it myself because I trust these guys. But this, this is what pisses me off now in the industry. You have all these people that are, have a good influence getting paid money by companies to try their products and then selling it on when it does, doesn't actually work. Yeah, it's a huge, it's you, a huge went, problem. Yeah. And so I guess because I'm, I'm a bit of an influencer as well and I have affiliations with companies, but there's I get sent a lot of free stuff and if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. I don't tell people to buy it. So I'm, I guess I'm trying to change the way that people do this stuff and actually if it's good, then I'll endorse it and put it out there. But if I'm not using it, it doesn't work. I'm not going to stand by it. Like I'll openly say the neck nest is, is shit and half this biohacking stuff that I buy or get sent doesn't work as well. Yeah, and that's one of the things I really like about that biohacking group or even just talking to you. I could just say, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do people think? And you get a really good cross-section of opinion, many of whom have tried it and have found that it has or hasn't worked for them. So kind of like a good testing ground. Yeah, really good, man. Um, you mentioned Ben Greenfield and Dave Asprey. Who, who would be like your the top three um, biohackers who influence you, who you kind of look to for, for new things to try? Yeah, so when I first started like in the biohacking three years ago, it was mainly Ben Greenfield and I would just listen to all his stuff and then um, started getting a bit into Dave Asprey. And those are the two main guys, but I actually haven't consumed. I've probably consumed one or two podcasts this entire year. So I, I've, I used to be a huge consumer, man. Um, constantly taking information like eight, nine hours a day, man, just blasting my headphones all the time and listening, reading, constantly doing this. And I, I built up a lot of knowledge and I guess conceptual understanding of how things work. But this year I got this pretty strong message to um, step back from consuming and start um, yeah, doing the inner work and then creating for yourself and actually understanding things for yourself and going back to like right to the core of your being, your soul, and then creating from there and actually sit and actually knowing what works instead of playing the guessing game and learning things. But yeah, creating instead of learning. And so on that, you've got a new podcast and uh, you're writing for various publications. Tell us about your new podcast and who you're writing for and sort of what does the standard day look like for you in terms of your mix of activities? Uh, that's a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Feel free to take them one at a time. Maybe maybe I'll break them down for you. So curious, how do you, like, what is the mix in your daily activities, like um, right. beyond biohacking? Um, but that'll be the first question. Mm, okay, so I love getting out into nature. So I'll try to at least spend two, three hours out in nature. Um, I have some safe places here, like that I go to just to clear my mind. Um, there's a waterfall that's just five minutes down the road. So I'll drive to the waterfall. Um, I'll, yeah, do some breath work, do some meditation, 
have um, I like I like this medicine called harpe. So I'll do myself a harpe ceremony and then jump in for a real cold icy swim. It's freezing, bro, coming from like the mountains or so cold. And like that's what I love. I love doing that. Um, I love cooking, so I spend a long time like creating really really healthy nice meals, organic, and then nice nice healthy desserts as well. Making my own chocolate, dark chocolate. Um, and then I, I do spend time like looking at new products online and reading up about it, and then asking questions, reading books. And I love jujitsu. Jujitsu is probably my one of my biggest hobby and focus at the moment. Fantastic. It's, so you're rolling fairly regularly. Man, as much as I can. Um, Do you get addicted lockdown, to it? I hear, you, I hear it's very addictive. Dude, it's the best, man. So addictive. And it, the community is awesome. And it, for me, it's the most complete um, hobby in sport because it combines, you've got your physical, like you've got to be strong, fit and capable, but also it's so cerebral. So you've got to understand the concepts and the principles behind it and actually be able to, to flow and make up your own moves. And then it's also that the social, you're like physically touching other people and you don't really get that in today's society, really. You, maybe you touch your partner, but getting to like physically touch people, I think that's actually quite important because like, totally. we need that physical touch. Totally. Very important. Um, and so just on a slight tangent, what are your top tips for sleep? All right, sleep. I break most of my top tips, <laughs> but yeah, no screens um, two hours before bed. Uh, if you do want to use a screen, wear blue light blockers or put your screen on flux mode. Like mine, mine's on flux right now, so it's taking all the blue light out. Um, sleep in a cool environment. Try to have a consistent routine, like at least 30 minutes to an hour before you sleep, um, like winding down. So I have the same tea every night. I read a book before I go to bed. Sometimes I'll do breath work, just very, very simple, um, either Wim Hof breathing or 478 which is having your exhale double as long as your inhale, which automatically triggers your parasympathetic nervous system. So this gets you into that relaxed, like recovery, rest state. Very cool. And um, like with with biohacking, obviously you can go pretty far in terms of what you're willing to do or to try. Do you kind of have outer limits or are you just everything's up for grabs kind of guy? I'll try anything. Dude, I don't think I've got any limits um, just yet. I've tried, I've tried and I, I put, I've put anything up my butt pretty much, man. <laughs> yeah, On the butt stuff. So you're putting coffee up your butt. How is that going? I've been doing it for about a year, dude. And I love it, man. What does it, makes it what, feel good? makes you feel good. And so is it like, what is the effects and what are the benefits? So coffee has something called palmic acid and caffeine, of course. And by putting it um, up your bum, it goes and actually stimulates your liver to produce more glutathione. And glutathione is your body's um, master antioxidant. So this regulates everything in your body. So by stimulating your body to release more of that, you've like literally just hacked the most important antioxidant in your whole body and your body's going to function better for that all day. Now, is this logistically complicated, like to do a coffee enema? Um, not if you've got a girlfriend or someone to help you out at home. <laughs> takes 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> if you do it by yourself, it's a bit tough. You, but how long would you want to be in the relationship for before you can raise the idea of your girlfriend helping you with that kind of thing? Is it, is it a four to six month kind of proposition or longer? Oh, man, I, 
I think it's a it's a first day kind of thing, man. <laughs> you gotta go for it. Um, I've had friends hold it for me. I've I've done enemas alongside friends, and then like let it out next to each other, and like literally you're you're in the backyard, naked, coffee at your butt. <laughs> and then you're shooting next to each other. It's a it's a good bonding experience. You guys know how to party for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> um, last coffee related question: Is there a specific type of coffee or preparation method you have to use to do a coffee enema? Like, are all enemas born equal? Um, well, number one, it's got to be organic because you don't want to be putting glyphosate up you. Um, and there's a special one that I use called Wilson's Gold that I think is medium roast and is designed to have a high caffeine and palmic acid content. So it's specifically designed just for animals. You wouldn't drink it. It tastes like shit. Yeah. Do you, do you also drink coffee or you're not a coffee drinker? Oh, I, I love coffee, dude. I've been drinking it for quite a long time. I haven't actually drunk it for two weeks now to take some time off. Um, I was making the best coffee before, man. I would start my day with um, coffee blended with organic ghee, adding in like all the medicinal mushrooms inside. And man, that was so, so good. But now that I'm doing the celery juice, um, I haven't been doing coffee. Yeah, that's, a, that's an interesting change up. Um, I'll ask you a question that could take a little bit of time, but I, I am massively curious. And I mean, this is mainly a for me question and for the community. What do you think are the essential supplements to take um, for someone starting out in this space? And what's your kind of regimen at the moment in terms of what you take? Okay, essential supplements. Magnesium especially if you're an athlete. It's going to regulate your entire body, help you relax, help you recover faster. Um, a good quality probiotic. I'm using P3OM. That's from, yeah, it's one of the best ones. A good do you, probiotic. Do you think that that's a better probiotic than a lot of the other ones on the market? Hmm. Really, there's a there's actually a lot of, there's a lot of good ones on the market. Like I think seed is really good. Um I just use P3M because it's quite easy to get here in Australia. Mm. A lot of the ones, if you just go to a chemist warehouse or Woolworths and buying it, I don't think those ones work. I think they're just like the cheap generic ones that don't actually make it into your intestines really. Yep. So you, with a probiotic, you may as well like get a good one that's like backed by science. Yep, totally. So P3OM for the um, probiotics, what else have you got? You got a bit of a vitamin D supplement for winter? Um. Actually, I haven't been taking. No, I don't. I've never taken a vitamin D supplement because um, I've always been a big fan of the sun. So I get in the sun all the time, and uh, that's enough for me. Uh, man, I, I got a lot of supplements, but there's none that I actually take like daily, apart from the magnesium and the probiotics. I used to take like heaps and heaps. I used to be taking like neem, NAC, glutathione, shilajit. Ah, oh, shilajit's really good too. What's shilajit? Well, yeah, it is. Mm, resin compressed over thousands of years from the the himalayas and like russia and it's organic plant material that's been compressed into this like black resin and it's full of fulvic acid humic acid and i think 84 different minerals wow so like the the indians um in ayurveda they swear that this is like a miracle elixir and you only need like a pea-sized amount you have a pea-sized amount with warm water and honey and this like neutrifies your entire body so that's a pretty that's actually one of my favorites and do you take any fish oil oh yeah i just got sent um i got got it sent from my brain and co and they got a do they got a really 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 complete um supplement stack actually at the moment it's a bit pricey but for what you get i would say it's worth it they have like your dha fish oils um they got a gut healing one with heaps of 
prebiotics, probiotics, and fiber, um, a brain and cell protect one with like curcumin, anti-inflammatories. They have a nootropic in there as well. A sleep supplement with like lavender, magnesium, all that. And yeah, dude, their um, system, the thing's called the Sharp Sharp Mind Formula by My Brain Co. That's actually one of the best, um, yeah, most complete I've found. Fantastic. And I suppose we it would be a bit careless of us not to talk about nootropics considering we're in a biohacking um, podcast. Um, do you take performance-enhancing, cognitive performance-enhancing nootropics of any kind and do you have any that you recommend? Yeah, so th- I used to use um, Enhance by Neurotech. Um, they're Australian. My friends make them. Um, recently, since I've gone off caffeine for a while, I've been doing microdosing. So using um, psilocybin, lion's mane, and niacin B3 with cacao. And that's been um, really, really awesome as well. So how are you finding the microdosing? Because that's supposed to be really like um, it's becoming more and more popular, but very, very like good effects mentally. Yeah. Um, I've been doing it for quite a long time. And like when you're doing it, you don't really notice if it's doing anything or not. But then you look back like a year and you're like, holy shit. I accomplished so much. I've learned so much. It just makes you take in information faster and it helps rewire your brain. Think of it like, um, so our brains are these grooves in it that's been kind of hammered into us since we're kids, like from the school system, um, people telling us what to do. So we have all these grooves already in place in our mind, the old programs, and microdosing helps you erase those old programs that don't serve you anymore and then input new programs but it's so smooth you don't even know what's happening you don't even feel it it's fascinating yeah fascinating and i mean the other area i think we should cover briefly is life extension so do you do anything currently or do you take anything um that you think is is going to help you with uh life extension or at least living better older um yeah i'm taking a product with resveratrol, I think it's got NAD in it, glutathione, NAC, and all this stuff by Hydra Longevity. So I do that. For, that's what I'm taking for to live longer. Um, also, I do I do like a 24-hour fast basically once a week. And I do extended fasting every now and then like when I, when I can be bothered. I guess, yeah, that's probably all I do for life extension really. That's very cool. And um, do you meditate much? Um, yeah, every day, man, I, I do med- meditation, breath work, and like uh, yoga nindra, which is like a power nap. Yeah. Very cool. And what is your sauna protocol? Do you have a sauna at home? Yeah, so lucky, man. I got a, I got a fine for red sauna. It's amazing. So my protocol, this is for um, detoxification because, as you may know, our bodies are like full of heavy metals from – vaccinations the food we eat chemicals in our environment so it's good to once we can remove these toxins then our body can actually float and work the way it was meant to so i take um niacin b3 about 100 milligrams and i exercise so you want to you want to take this exercise get the blood pumping just move just really just move jump up and down run around do whatever you want then get in the sauna i go there for 40 minutes 45 minutes then after the sauna, I'll have um, binders. Binders um, like charcoal, zeolite, bentonite clay, 
chlorella, all this stuff, it binds to toxins that your body has released from stored fat and tissue. So it doesn't get reabsorbed into the body and it safely flushes them out of your body through sweat uh, or toilet or whatever you're going to do. It, yeah, it binds to them. So that's, that's probably my protocol for sauna and dry brushing as well before going in. And so what do you do while you're in the sauna? Um, probably just breath work, um, singing as well, meditation. Yeah. Very cool. And what kind of temperatures are you hitting in the sauna? Because it's infrared, it doesn't get very hot, unfortunately. Um, gets to about like 45, 50 degrees Celsius. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, that's, that's super interesting. So saunas um, are definitely part of the routine. Meditating is part of the routine. Um, what what kind of is the next frontier for you? Like what are you thinking of exploring next or what are the things that you've got in your mind to, to try out as, as new biohacks? I'm probably going to go back to like uh, sleep's the foundation. So really, really optimizing sleep. Um, and then I'm eating all organic foods as well. Like really trying to cl- cut out the inorganic stuff. And my big focus at the moment is just um, continuously detoxing from heavy metals. It's a slow process, but just continuously getting rid of toxins and putting in as little as possible. So that's, that's probably my focus in terms of like biohacking at the moment. Yeah, one thing we didn't cover actually that I've got on my list here is um like the the role of technology and measurement. So how do you measure all the stuff you're doing? Because you're quite serious about sleep. You're quite serious probably about heart rate. Um, do you have devices that you use? Um, yeah. So for sleep and recovery, I use this. Um, it's an aura ring. Mm-hmm. Well, it yeah, and it tracks um your body temperature, resting heart rate, HRV, and deep sleep, REM sleep, all that stuff. So it's great. And um, to d- my other test that I do, I just ordered a DNA test online from Self Decode. So I want to try that out. I'll let you, I'll let you know how it goes. Mm. But I want to get my full DNA tested and then look at the genes. Yeah, this is probably actually the next big biohack that I'm doing. I don't know mm. why it took me so long to get there because before I was just playing a guessing game, you know, taking supplements, having whatever you think is healthy. Mm. But when you get your actual genes and your DNA, you can get to the root of it and you can see – I have these genes, which means I probably shouldn't be having caffeine. And you, you can see all the stuff that you should be having or you shouldn't be having. So this is actually probably the key. Yeah. Yeah, it's super exciting. I recently did Viome and I've done uh, 23andMe before, done a couple of the genetic testing things. And, um, yeah, look, I think I think the game with those products is actually how do you use the information to your benefit and how do they present it to you in a way that's useful? So, but I think they're getting there and there's been big advances, which is exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I'll link you later on, man, um, to self-decode. Um, this is like probably the best one. Yeah. Awesome. That'd be great. Um, so do you want to talk a bit about your new podcast and who you're writing for at the moment? Yeah, dude, I would love to. Um, my new podcast, it's been going for about one year now. It's called um, Toby Yo Lifestyle Journey Podcast. It started off last year like solely about health, biohacking, and like optimization. But like naturally, it flowed um, to now more of like a personal personal journal. And like I kind of check in with like where I'm at in life, talking about well, my recent one, I talked about my, um, my plant medicine journey and some of the lessons I learned from that, what's been coming up for me. And yeah, I, I actually use it now more of, yeah, more of a journal. So I'll sit down, I'll get in the zone, 
and I would just uh, flow for like 10, 20 minutes and just speak um, as, as deep as I can from the spirit and soul so I can help people. Um, and it also helps me get things off my chest that I'm hanging on to. And I'm just trying, just trying to put out, yeah, the journey and showing it like really authentically how I'm, yeah, how my life is. Like if it's shit, I'll like say I'm yeah, really struggling, which I've, I have been struggling with my mental health for this whole year, like on and off real bad. But it's it's all part of the growth and it's all part of it. Yeah. yeah you got an awesome attitude towards it, mate. Um, and so in terms of your your writing and blogging, who who are you do you sort of do that for yourself? Are you writing for other publications too? Um, yeah, I I write for myself and I also write for um Optimus sometimes. Whenever Kuna asks me to do an article, I'll like sit down, write it up, or do a podcast on it. And then yeah, I've done a few other articles like here and there whenever someone asks me to. But usually, yeah, it's just a lot of it is my own stuff and I'll post it on like my Instagram, Facebook and yeah, and my, own, my website as well. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you and learn a bit more about your awesome work? Definitely uh, Instagram. That's where I'm most active. Uh, yeah, Toby Yo, uh, zero one. And yeah, I, I love Instagram. It's probably my favorite platform that I use, a bit too much, but I, it's good because you can make like videos, you can put out everything and it seems quite uncensored. So you can put out anything really and like people can receive it if they want to. Fantastic. So people can hit you up there. Um, mate, it's been so good having you on the show. I mean, I, I love your work online. I love everything you're doing and uh, it's just been a pleasure chatting with you. Yeah, thanks, Mike. Thanks for having me, dude. Um, you hosted, yeah, real awesome. Flowed, flowed great. Thank you. Hang around for a sec. We'll do a quick debrief. Yeah, sounds good. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you hit the subscribe button in your podcast player or the link in today's episode notes. Why not share the podcast with your networks? After all, 62% of our subscribers come from word of mouth recommendations and social shares. You could also leave us a five-star review and some kind words in the iTunes store. If you love what we do each week and want to support the show, you should join our growing community of Patreon supporters or consider becoming a show sponsor. To learn more about all of that, just head to humansofpurpose.com.